This is episode three of Dr. Blackgrass on Air. The topic today is blackgrass maps, particularly what useful information aerial maps can tell us. In recent years, there's been an explosion in the use of unmanned aerial vehicles in agriculture. Some of these are used for things like nutrient and moisture monitoring, or simply aerial photography. Weed mapping with aerial systems has proved to be quite difficult because it's hard to differentiate the colour of weeds from the colour of crops, particularly at a stage in the season when there's still time to do something about it. However, developments in cameras, software and sensors mean that weed mapping is now a real possibility. Sam Harvey of Bayer outlined some of the developments and capabilities of the technology at the moment. Over the course of the last three years, we've been looking to better understand um, the population dynamics of black grass within the field um, using aerial photography so that we can better understand where we need to take proactive approach in terms of um, crop destruction um, to prevent seed return or manage seed return and integrate um, cultural practice such as uh, increased seed rates for the season ahead. Okay, and uh, what technology have, been, have you been using to map blackgrass in fields? So we've, over the last three years, we've used various different approaches to aerial map using um, fixed wing drones to capture the, the differences in the, the coloration of the, the blackgrass at the latter stages of, of heading with the blackgrass where you get that differentiation in colour. Um, be nice if we can better capture the images at an earlier stage of the crop cycle so that we can make decisions sooner within the crop. Last year we looked at some very early images which proved less successful and going forward we'd, we'd like to think we can try and um, tease out the point at which uh, we can identify and whether that, whether that will allow us with the type of plant that black grass is to identify it before, before heading is, remains to be seen. You know, as, as camera technology evolves... Um, hopefully that will become possible at some point. And what kind of difference does having a map make to your use of herbicides? I'm not thinking about crop destruction herbicides like glyphosate, but your pre-emergence liberator or post-emergence Atlantis. Well, essentially the map allows you to tailor um, the, the points we've just discussed. I wouldn't necessarily suggest it, it would um, allow reduction in um, some of the key herbicides that you talk about in terms of liberated to Atlantis, but it perhaps allows you to tailor your programmed approach in terms of a, a, a more heavily stacked approach in certain circumstances or potentially with a later drilling slot to, to maximise uh, the benefit that you're seeing from that herbicide programme. Thanks, Sam. To test the potential of this technology to support blackgrass control, Bayer arranged for over 200 hectares of arable land at the Thurlow Estates to be mapped earlier this summer. Ursula Agriculture is the company which carried out the mapping. Over the last few years, they have been refining their techniques and can now produce maps showing the precise location and density of blackgrass at a range of scales. For the Thurlow Estate, the maps show the density in 5 metre by 5 metre squares, but Ursula have the ability to go into much higher resolution, showing it in squares of a few centimetres only. Such detailed info is clearly a real benefit when planning blackgrass control. Andrew Crossley, farm manager at Thurlow and founder member of RTK Farming, told us how he plans to use the maps. Good afternoon, Andrew. Uh, you uh, work for RTK Farming and you also manage uh, the Thurlow Estates. Could you give us a bit of a background about both of these organisations? Yeah, RTK Farming is a network of fixed base stations and repeaters that covers uh, the eastern region of, of England from the Thames to the, hum- from the, Thames to the Humber. Um, and across past the A1 towards the M1. Uh, Thurlow Estate Farms is uh, a 
block of arable land on the Suffolk Cambridgeshire Essex border um, with combinable crops and a small amount of sugar beet. Uh, we farm 5,000 hectares uh, with a rotation of wheat, barley, rape, beans um, at the moment. Do you have significant blackgrass problems on this farm? Uh, we're quite lucky that uh, we've had a reasonably diverse rotation for a period of years. Um, so although our blackgrass po- population isn't too bad, um, we do have areas which are trickier than others. Uh, you've recently had some maps done with uh, the aerial photography that uh, Sam has just told us about. What have you seen in these maps that has taken your interest? What's really interesting in the maps is the different uh, populations of blackgrass in terms of percentage terms. So we can now identify exactly where heavier and lighter infestations are. Um, this, this saves um, field walking to identify where they are um, and it actually quantifies the problem we've got. The second interesting item is that where we've crop destructed in previous years, uh, we've got lower populations than areas that uh, we didn't crop destruct. Did the maps tell you something unexpected or did it really confirm what you knew about the farm already? I think it confirmed what we thought we knew already, um, but it did show us where there were low populations of blackgrass that perhaps we hadn't appreciated existed Um, rather than the obvious patches that we see in year in, year out. How are you going to use the maps to improve your management strategy across the whole farm? Uh, We'll we'll use the maps to target areas of of blackgrass that need uh, more severe control, in other words, focusing on crop destruct in future years. Uh, We'll also be able to decide which fields we delay drilling, Uh, We found last year that if we delayed drilling uh, for about a month from late September to late October, um, there was very, very, very little, if no blackgrass at all, in those delayed drilling fields um, and identifying which fields that process should uh, be put into is, is very important. On the map, I can see there's some fields that look relatively clean or almost completely clean. Um, What do you put that down to? Um, I think the fields that are very clean are where we've done a better job in creating a stale seed bed. Um, We've employed drill techniques which don't disturb too much of the soil uh, in that crucial period of drilling after a stale seed bed. Uh, We're moving away from a time drill to a disc drill so that we disturb less of the soil um, and usually bad black grass seems to match places of poor drainage on the estate. You said you mainly grow cereals on the farm. Uh, What is actually in the rotation? Um, We grow first wheat only. Um, There's one block of barley in the rotation and then spring crop. Uh, We've reduced our winter rape acreage for a number of reasons, including the fact that it's quite difficult to control blackgrass with a reduction in chemistry. But we've also introduced uh, a small area each year of forage rye, Um, for AD plants because that allows us to have a wider window for a stale seedbed Um, and if there is any blackgrass grown in the forage rye which is an extremely competitive crop we actually remove it from the field before any shedding of seed. And you have um, the map for this year so what's your plan for next year? Are you going to map the same area again? What we'd like to do is we'd like a sequence of maps over a number of years so we can actually see whether the problem is getting worse or better Um, anything anything that quantifies exactly what we're achieving rather than a subjective view of what we're achieving has got to be a useful tactic 
We'll also use those maps to be able to identify areas of problems that we weren't aware of from conventional field walking. Over what kind of time frame are you going to be continuing to map the farm and look at how you're making improvements step by step? I think we'll, we'll map the farm every other year. Every, every year it comes into first wheat. In terms of timescale for improvement, uh, blocks that we've drilled late this year have got uh, no blackgrass in them. This means that we won't have any seed return from those blocks. And if the major problem with blackgrass is seed return, then we've broken the cycle in quite a short period. Presumably you're still using quite significant pre-emergence chemistry. Yeah, we're not, we, we can't uh, let up on our pre-emergence chemistry because we need to use a number of active ingredients. So at the moment our strategy includes Liberator, Pendomethylin and Avidex as, uh, as three crucial products to make sure that we control as, many, uh, as much of the blackgrass at an early stage so that we're not entirely reliant on contact material post-emergence. Okay, and uh, how do you make sure you get the best success with those pre-em products? Uh, the best success we find is where we've created an exceptionally stale, good stale seedbed. Um, we've not disturbed the soil too much. We've rolled it to give a good surface to make sure that the active ingredients are evenly applied across the soil surface. You mentioned that you use the post-M sparingly. Under what circumstances would you make an application? Uh, we, we use uh, quite a lot of Atlantis across the farm, but we, we try to use it where, we ha- where other methods of control have not worked in terms of cultural control. So if we've drilled late and we have no blackgrass, then quite clearly we don't need to use Atlantis. That actually, in our minds, allows us to then focus the product where it's needed and not where it isn't. And it's quite important to us to make sure a product lasts for as long as possible. So we'll be very careful about the growth stage of the blackgrass um, in terms of when we apply Atlantis because we don't want to apply Atlantis to a blackgrass plant that's got too big. Um, So timing is crucial to us. Okay. And finally, what would you say is the big advantage of these maps? The big advantage of the maps is they show exactly where the blackgrass is. An agronomist could never in our minds, actually walk to the detail that an image shows as to exactly where the problem occurs. They show what level the population is because Ursula have done a fantastic job in showing different blackgrass densities um, and I think that's probably the uh, the real eye-opener um, as to what a low population looks like in an image and where it exists and where a high population is. Thanks a lot, Andrew. For anyone interested in finding out more about the work at the Thurlow Estate... This month's CPM magazine will have an extensive feature which will develop some of the things we've been hearing about today. Harvest is now in full swing and I managed to catch up with one of our listeners, Jonathan Hodgson, to find out how he is getting on. Jonathan farms around 260 hectares east of Hull and so far is very pleased with the results. His winter barley yielded very well at over 9 tonnes a hectare and had a specific weight over 71 kilograms. These results match well with the picture nationally where the ADAS Harvest Report says that winter barley yields are above average and the same is true from results from recommended list trials. Jonathan has also brought in some vining peas and these have also yielded well. 
His OSR is due to come in this week and he is optimistic that it will outdo the current farm average of 4.4 tonnes a hectare. And once again, the picture nationally would probably support his optimism. I spoke to Richard Elsdon of United Oilseeds and he gave me a quick outline of the picture nationally. He seems to think that about a quarter of the harvest has been completed up to around the Midlands and so far average yields are 3.7 to 4.1 tonnes per hectare. He didn't have any information about quality but hopes that over the next week or two we'll have a better idea about that as well. If you have anything to tell us about how harvest is progressing on your farms, please tweet us at Dr Blackgrass. That's all we have time for this week. In next week's Dr Blackgrass on Air, we'll be talking about using cultivations and glyphosates to kill off blackgrass in preparation for drilling and pre-emergence herbicides. Until then, goodbye. (laughs) 